Hello, and welcome to the Bigger Braver Life Show. I'm your host, Angela Marie Williams. As an entrepreneur and success coach, my mission is to empower you to realize your dreams and potential through transformational experiences. The purpose of this show is to inspire your positive change by learning from a community of those paving the way to a bigger, braver life. to the Bigger Braver Life Show. My name is Angela Williams, and I'm so excited to have you all here. We have a very special guest tonight. Her name is Logan Mizoraka. Welcome, Logan. Thank you so much for having me, Angela. Yes, Logan and I met via LinkedIn. How fun is this? We both live in Florida. We connected over LinkedIn, and I'm super excited to have Logan on. She's going to tell us all about her career in NASCAR and her journey. So Logan, take it away. Yeah. So I'm Logan. Hey guys. I have been racing since I was four years old. I'm currently racing in the Arc Menard series. I grew up racing just because my dad raced, my dad's dad raced. Everyone in my family on the male generation side passed it down to me. So it's kind of a given that I would take my toll into this crazy world. And it's been going well. It's been going great. I was actually a dancer for 18 years when I was younger. So that gave me the competitive side of things too. But I went up to mom one day and I was like, I don't want to dance anymore. I want to race full time. And it was like words from heaven to my father, of course. And the rest was history. And now we're here doing ARCA, just three levels under the highest level you could possibly be in NASCAR. So it's surreal. Yes. So how long have you been doing NASCAR? So this will be my first year in NASCAR Arkham Art Series. And we competed in the New Smyrna Speedway race for the Arca East Series. We finished seventh. So it was really good finish for a first start. And it actually jumped on me like really fast because I was looking forward to racing in 2020. 2020 happened. 2021 happened and I was supposed to race that year because I was like, okay, like we're getting everything up and running again. I canceled that race. So I was like, 2022 is going to be my year. And yeah. just two for the race, I had a letdown where they were just like, hey, you're not going to be racing it. Like they already had a driver in the seat and just 24 hours before the race, that driver called in sick. So mm-hmm. I prepared, got my suit, went over to New Smyrna did as much practice as I could, which we only got one hour of practice and took to the track. So I finished really well for that, especially like in total pressure. And it was such an amazing experience. Tell us a little bit more about how you're living your bigger, braver life. So not if if racing isn't brave enough. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Gosh, even people that go hundred miles on I-4, I'm like, you're brave and a little like Luco. Right. (laughs) It's just living beyond your ordinary self. And I always thought, okay, in dancing, I got to the best I could possibly be. And that was like surpassed the level that anybody thought I could be at. I just wanted to take on a new challenge and make something bigger of myself. And I was like, I know I'm not going to be a dancer the rest of my life. Like, it's kind of a ticking clock with dancing. So I just went hardcore into racing and I just surpassed so many levels. I was just racing as like a local girl at a local track, running a little legend car with dad. And I never really like thought anything of it, of making like it some huge career. Like it was just a hobby at the time and just 
things started getting into my head and prayers started to get answered and everything just started coming together. And I was like, this could be huge. And I just started dedicating more time into it and just going outside of my comfort zone day in, day out, and just dedicating my life to this. And it's just become this big, huge life. That's just like anything but ordinary. So that's my bigger, braver story of just going above and beyond and just never settle for what you got because it can always be bigger. I love that. Yes. And for all of you listening, I want you to go and follow Logan. We're going to put her information in the show notes, but she is everywhere, like all the time. It's so cool. I'm constantly like, okay, where's she at? What's she doing today? So yeah, she's definitely all in. It's so cool to see that. We talked a little bit before the show started about being a female in the motorsports industry and what's your bigger vision for your career and, and, and what impact do you want to make here? Absolutely. So especially being a female in NASCAR, like, of course, it has its ups and downs. We have our advantages. We have our disadvantages. But of course, I want to be the role model to younger generation like females coming into the sport of like, hey, like we can do this too and like egg them on. But it's also our biggest struggle isn't our own motivation because we are always motivated. Like every female has that, but it's always the other party and the men on the track because they're like, this is a male dominated sport. So I want to set the example that we can earn their respect to races one. And we, once we put a helmet on, we're the same gender. The track can't tell gender, like nothing else matters. Like we are all drivers on the track. It strictly comes down to talent, skill, and dedication. And has nothing to do with outside that racetrack. So that's my biggest thing to push out and everything. Cause I've just struggled so bad in the past with like things that people would say, things that people would do just to like wreck me down to discontinue. But especially from my competitive background, it only makes me want to push harder. Cause I'm like, I'm going to prove you wrong. Cause I've proved everyone wrong in my life who thought that I couldn't have this. And I did. So that's like my biggest thing of just gaining the respect of the boys to where they don't even have to look at us as like, oh, that's a girl. Or for Mm -hmm. even NASCAR fans or racing fans to look and be like, oh, she's a girl in racing. Like that shouldn't even be a phrase anymore. You don't say like, oh, that's a guy in racing. You don't say that. Right. So it's right. It should all just be one. Like it's all the same thing. Like there's no difference. We get treated on and off the track the same. We get scored the same. It all comes down to who crosses that checkered line first. Mm, right. So true. Thanks for sharing that. And I'd love for you, if you feel comfortable, to share what kind of process you go through to support yourself when you hear that shit, right? That people are yeah. saying that's like meant to tear you down or discourage you or whatever. What do you do to support yourself? Like, do you have support? How do you have these conversations? What do you do there? Oh, yeah. My fans are my biggest support system. I love them beyond belief. They'll be the first person jump in the comment section towards someone (laughs) something and be like on my back. It's sticking up for me. And I'm like, it's okay, guys. Like, it doesn't bother me. But like, sometimes it does get to me, especially when things do happen on the track and they physically render my success. Then Mm -hmm. I have an Like I've had boys like get their egos up of getting passed by a girl and just putting me into the wall and wrecking me. And that battle circuits my head to where I'm like, I don't even want to go out there and race next time because I know they're going to do it again. Mm. And then I'm going to pay the money to fix it the next time. So it definitely is discouraging. But like my mother, 
love her. She's just my biggest cheerleader. She's always like, oh, it's okay. Like, don't worry about that. My sister-in-law, she's crazy. Like, she'll be the first to jump on anybody. And I just like lay back and let it happen. But (laughs) just all the upbringing from my past that's like kept me motivated to keep going. Don't get me wrong. It has been so hard at times. I am so open and speak freely that I do see a therapist and rape does come up in a lot of it. Yeah. And I mean, that helps too. Cause I think everyone should see a therapist. It just, it betters yourself. It has nothing to do with like your own image, nothing. It's yeah. always bettering yourself to see a therapist and just run something through someone that you don't want a biased opinion about. So I like, hundred percent go to therapy anyway. So I guess it's just all the leading marks to make this happen. And I'm like, I've come so far already. Why would I let it discourage me? And like, it does get hard, I promise, but you have good and bad days. You got to pick through them and just let it happen and roll with it. (laughs) Great life advice in general, right? Like that's kind of where we're all at. So has there ever been a time when it got so challenging? Cause I know even in the entrepreneur world, it's like, sometimes, you know, we get to a point where it's like, do I just need to close up shop here? Because what is going on? Has it ever felt like I need to consider stopping or quitting? Or has that never crossed your mind? So uh, the last two years have been the hardest for sure. Ever since 2020 hit, it's just a lot of over-promising and under-delivering in this industry for me. And it just weighs on me so much because I would go out of my way to work on things 24 seven and try my hardest. I'm like, okay, this like this year I'm gonna go 110 and it never worked in my favor. So I'm like, why am I even doing this anymore? And then there's some like people that will just cut me down. And I'm just like, some of the closest people to me at that time would. And I'm just like, why do I even do this? when like no one's giving me the recognition now and it'll just get like really tough. So yeah, that's, that's been the past two years. That's why I'm seeing a therapist and just like strengthen through it. But I feel like everyone goes through that where they, especially like back to young females in NASCAR, they always go through that stage of age 15 to 18 and they quit because they don't have the mental strength to just push through it because I promise it gets better and I know it's going to get better. I'm just like, I see the light at the end of the tunnel. I'm just trying to get there. Yes. So everyone has their our hardships, especially as an entrepreneur, like building something on your own is risky mm-hmm. and it does have its risk and it does have its chances, but like, it'll all be worth it in the end. As long as you dedicate it to yourself and you believe in it and you take the extra time to make that your priority of living, mm-hmm. it will happen. Yeah. Such great words of support for anyone listening. So thank you for sharing that. And obviously I do think people should go see a therapist, get a coach, whatever that looks like for their journey at that time. So thanks for being open and honest. Cause I think again, still we have a lot of work to do to get that recognition out there and that awareness and that it's okay. And that it's really healthy for you. So yeah, thanks for sharing all of that. So tell us how you define success. Success is finding your innermost happiness, 100%. Whatever makes you truly happy and bellowing in it and bathing in it and just prospering in it, that's success. So racing is my happiness. So I consider myself successful since I am pursuing something that makes me beyond happy. Like the past two days, I've been 
sweating. Like, excuse the way I look right now. I'm like still sweating from like track day. I got my helmet in my car, everything. But it doesn't even feel like work to me at this point. Now it's just, that is my life. That's what makes me happy. So I am successful. And I will never say I'm unsuccessful or I'm underdeveloped or I'm underestimating myself. Like that is my happiness. That is what I'm comfortable with. That's my era of success. Because some people will be like, oh, I'm going to be a doctor. And they're like, only doctors and lawyers and this and that and surgeons are successful. I'm like, look at the people who just open an Etsy store and live their best life. Right. Or go travel the world making minimum wage off of something that's getting them there. That's their happiness. That's their definition of successful. So that's how I look at it. Just be happy. And that's your success. I love that. And I think a lot of times we can put these goalposts of happiness will come when, when I, yes, you know, get to a certain point in my career, when I have a cause and effect. Right. Right. And so that's where I love that you just say, and find that thing, immerse yourself in that. Now that is what you're living now. And I think that lesson is missed a lot of the time. And, and so that keeps people kind of striving and chasing, but not truly enjoying what they're doing in this moment. So it keeps people unhappy really when they don't do that and, and realize it for that. Yep. They just say, Oh, I will be happy when I do that. No, you are happy and you're going to do that. <laughs> like it's not a one step two. it's cause and effect. It's in the moment, what you are now, this is your life. This is what you're doing. Life is too short. Each minute at a time counts. Exactly. And it's like, I don't know if you've heard this from mentors or just kind of like in the, in the internet streets or whatever, but like, you know, there's a lot of leaders that will really encourage you to embody the person that you want to be, the energy that you want to be, the happiness that you want to be now instead of this future time, right? Because this is where we have to start acting in that every single day to make that the reality. So thank you for bringing that up. That's so, so important. Obviously racing is your happy place and and you love to do that. And that fills you. What do you do to bring balance and like self-care? I know we talked about, you know, therapy, which is so great. What else do you like to do for fun or things to balance? So I'm also a professional dancer too. Awesome. So this week's been like crazy, crazy, crazy. Cause I have danced seven to 11 every night. Cause we have a gig coming up. I background dance for Mariah Carey, Janet Jackson, people like that in my past. But yeah. I like to touch on my like inner child that like I love and adored. I'll still dance. Like I know that's not my path or anything, but it just, it gets my mind off of the negative that goes towards the racing industry and everything. So when I need a break from like the racing and like, everything pushing me down, I'm like, I'm a good dance. And you can't think about anything else when you're dancing, but like, you just spill out your emotions through your body and you're good. Yeah. You're set. Awesome. And I'm, I'm huge on self-care. I literally go home, spend two hours by myself, no phone, and just clean, cleanse, prosper in this space, clean, cleanse, prosper my hair, whatever I need to do. Just so I feel like a more beautiful me, which I know you don't have to get all dolled up to feel beautiful, but whatever makes you feel beautiful makes you Right. I guess about that the other day, because someone asked me, why do you take so many Snapchat videos of you lip syncing in your car? I was like, that's when I feel most confident. And I was like, I'll literally be sitting in my car, like holding my phone. And I'm like, I look so pretty, even though I have <laughs> yes. 
something and I that like that just makes me feel pretty. So I'm like, I'm gonna do it all the time. Don't tell me what to do. Like, right. <laughs> and you're having fun, right? And that's what makes us enjoy our own presence and make us light up is when we're having fun. Never worry about what other people say. Right. Yes. If they are too much, they'll go find less. Yes. <laughs> yes. Love that so much. A lot of times we're talking about getting a supportive group around you. So you, you mentioned, you know, your mom and your sister-in-law. Do you feel like you have that supportive group in your workspace? What does that look like for you? Yeah. So my, honestly, everybody I work with is so supportive in the environment I'm in now. I can't say in past situations, but situations I'm in now, every single person around me supports me. Surround yourself by people that don't break you down. So that's what my focus this entire year is just eliminating anybody that's bringing a negative effect on my life. Like my mother, she works behind the scenes to help me because I always need sponsors because I'm, I don't pay out of pocket for racing. It's way too expensive. We're working together and finding sponsors. My dad's got the racing skills. My boyfriend owns a racing team. So he gives me the insights there. My boyfriend's amazing. He's supportive of everything I do in the racing world and he's in the racing world. So it's kind of just like two peas in a pod. Even when I go to like Daytona to just have like fun work, like today and yesterday, every single person there just will do anything to lay down whatever they need to help me in anything I need. Like if I was at a race in California and I live in Florida and I was like, I need one of you here right now, they would jump on the next flight. 100%. They're just amazing. Everyone in my life is amazing right now. I have nothing bad to say about any of them. So they're good. That's wonderful. And what I'm hearing from that is that you are intentional about who has access to you and, and who's on your team for the most part, sounds like. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I've made mistakes of letting the wrong people in. And it would just put me in really bad situations, really bad mental states. And I just, I got to a breaking point where I was just one day ex made everyone that yep. was, and I was like, it's not worth it. Like, I wish you the best, like nothing to you. We just do not clash with one another in a positive way. I got to go. I got to admit myself in this situation in every industry. I did that with a lot of industries that I'm in. And I just had to like, let them go. Like people that I work with, people I dance with, people I race with. I'm like, if you're not doing a positive benefit on my life, I can't keep you in anymore for my health, for your mental being, because I am a little crazy and I will yell at you. Like, I'm not scared to yell at somebody. It's just best if we don't coordinate together. Like, that's it. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, that's something I work with my clients a lot on is setting boundaries uh, because not everyone has have access to us or our time or our energy or information or any of that. So it's setting those boundaries. It's doing the friend audit, you know, who is contributing in a positive way to my life, who is draining that energy. It is okay to let people go. And I think people have a really hard time with that sometimes because they don't want to offend or hurt or, you know, there's some loyalty we've been friends since we were in kindergarten and that's fine, but that doesn't mean that they're a good friend to you now or that they're contributing in a positive way. So the good that you have done that now and continue to do that. And now you feel supported and, and that shows with that intentional work so that it's not an accident, that it's intentional work that we do to keep our energy and our circle in a good spot. Yeah. I always think one negative person equals five positive people. You have one negative person in your life 
your five positive people's thoughts are not going to matter because this one's going to get to you. It outnumbers and it outweighs on you whether you want it to or not, whether how mentally strong you are, you don't want it to. It's going to get to you. You're just not going to show it or you are going to show it. So I've just try to draw a straight line. I'm like, this is how it is. Like, this is what I tolerate, what I don't tolerate. If you cross my boundary or even just get close to it, I'm going to say something to you. But if you cross it, it's just no, no, no. Yep. You're out. Yep. You're out. <laughs> okay. So what advice would you give others who are looking to live their version of a bigger, braver life that may be stuck or just need some encouragement? Never, 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 never care what other people think ever be your a hundred percent genuine organic self and be whatever you want it to be times 1000. If you're goofy, be a thousand times goofy. Like, like me, I'm a little over the top and like crazy personality. If you can't tell, if you want to be sewing scarves, so scarves amazingly. Do whatever yeah. you want. Don't care what other people think. Other people's opinions do not matter. And it's your life. You only get one. And it's 100% up to you. And always focus on the things that you can control. And never focus on the things that you can't control. Keep that equation out. It's an A plus B equals C. Success is C. <laughs> Just keep away the people that you can't control. That's what it took me to be able to grow as like a human being and grow in the sport I'm in with like just developing as an entrepreneur in my own business, especially with social media and everything. It's just, who cares what people think? You don't like what I post on Instagram? That's fine. Don't double tap it. I'm not doing it for your reassurance. I'm doing it because it's fun to me. I love it. I love the life I'm living. I'm just making the option to share it all with you. If you don't like it, don't like it. If you do like it, awesome. We like the same things. I'm glad that we have something in common, but it does not phase me one bit. So don't let people get to you. People are mean. You know, and, and that's the thing. People bring their own stuff to the situation, right? Their own baggage, their own traumas, their own things. So we've got to know that if they've got that stuff going on and it's not working well with us, it is okay to take space and walk away from that. You're right. Life is simultaneously too long and too short to be unhappy and not do the things that light you up and make you excited and live your best life. It's not that those people are bad. It's just that they don't clash with you well. And you guys bring yeah. out wrong, raw sides of each other. It has nothing to do with that person being bad or mean. They may be the most loving person to another, but they just may not mend with you well. So something on them. But yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing too. All relationships... It doesn't have to be like fighting or dramatic or bad to part ways. It could just not be a good fit. And I think we just have to be okay with that in protecting our own peace and moving forward with our vision. Thank you so, so much for joining today. We're going to put how to watch and follow along and interact with Logan in the show notes. Perfect. Thank you. We will see you in the next episode. 